Happy to be back for another episode of the Dog Talk Podcast. We have a special, special guest, one of DMV's great players that I grew up with and was able to experience. Nah, man, this is all facts. We 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 went through it. We actually came up at the same time. Yeah, bro. And the name. We should have went to high. We should went to high school together too. I mean, uh, high school. Hey, uh, you put together too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole nother story. But at that time, <laughs> but at that time, we, you know, Julian Vaughn was a player that was synonymous with one of the best players in the area growing up. You were Mr. Virginia, but you were AU. You were one of the best bigs that was always on the circuit. You had all the skills for a big that was really kind of unique at that time. You were able to dribble, pass, and shoot early. And a lot of bigs were still playing back to the basket, but you could shoot. You could, you can, you take it off the board and go coast to coast with it. You were blocking shots. You were able to do everything at a very early age to the point where by the time we were sophomores in high school, I remember guys, I hear, I'm hearing North Carolina is recruiting you. I'm hearing this school is recruiting you. I'm hearing that school is recruiting you. So for me, and now to see where we're at now as grown men, we have families, we are, we're moving yeah. up matter in terms of uh, of our professions and to see you now and and basically to see the track history of where we came from to yeah. now it's it's yeah, a yeah. to have you on here brother like it really is because oh, we have come full circle in this basketball world and it's you know it's always good to see one of your guys that you grew up with and kind of went and went through not kind of we went through the world, uh yeah the trick you know to a better 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 platform so you know, thanks for coming on, man. Oh, I I love that. It was kind of interesting. I remember like you probably don't remember, but like remember like Beltway League at Bullis? Yeah, I remember. Nineteen seventy. Yeah. Bro, yes, bro. I remember like I remember like watching you play like, but you was like nine or ten, a little red jersey. I remember. Yeah. Was like, oh, that's Chris Wright. And <laughs> um, I remember you you just coast to coast like <laughs> every time. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, "Damn!" And I, 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 we weren't friends or anything, but I remember like that's the first time I heard about you. Like, I was the fullest. Like, we were yeah. all like ten, so yeah, we definitely like it was all the same blogs. It's the same. It goes back and forth. Like you know the dudes who you come up with. So absolutely, uh, and, and it's cool. We ended up at Georgetown together. Yeah, man. Like, the Beltway League was a good league because I was I'm from PG County. You were from Virginia. Everyone was in it, but everybody was involved in the whole thing. Everybody was involved. Everybody from the DMV, if you were a basketball player getting into the AU circuit, you were involved in that Beltway League at some short. You, sure yeah. Yeah, you ran into each other at some you know point of fashion. So for me, I eventually knew. I'm like, damn, there go that big dude again from Virginia. He nice. You know, there go the skinny <laughs> dude from Virginia, yeah. you know, Jason Clark. He nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was kind of – that's kind of how you saw it. Love that Prince guy. Paces, but that's the magic. Fairfax stars. You start to remember these. Oh my God, bro. You remember that? Oh yeah. You, the, the names is like, oh my God. Like all the uh nostalgia. Those yeah. were good uh a lot, of, a lot of people too. We're only like 10 years old. A lot of fans yeah. <laughs> audience for like 10 year olds. Yeah, so uh, but no, I mean I remember like every team had a D1, every future D1. Absolutely. Uh, every team. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was the benefit so, of growing up and playing in this area. You got to experience high level talent at a very young age. You know, you got to see that. Um, yeah. Very early. Um, so for you, what was your journey like 
you know, just kind of going through basketball. How did you get into it? How did you, you know, what what was the journey like? How did you get into hooping like the way that you did? Uh, I guess obviously it starts like like around the time eight, nine, ten. But I started like I just went right into select. Like I didn't play house or anything just because my age. I remember I was eight and I was playing ten year olds. Like initially, first first experience with basketball ever. Right. Uh, and that was obviously it was really hard. <laughs> but I remember like really struggling but like I guess that was but like you get to a certain point how I tell my parents now is like you're always going to be playing up your whole career like once you right. get to high school like if you're a freshman you're playing varsity you're playing up right. you go to college it starts all over you're, play, you're playing pro it starts all over right. um, so like just you had always I think that helps a little bit for sure um, and then like I never really thought I was like amazing or anything like that I just thought I was like blended with everybody else on my team uh, until about middle school is when I started realizing you were different. <clears throat> yeah, like the high school, like O'Connell and Paul Six come and like ask you to come take a visit. And then it was like, okay, this is something different for me, I guess. Um, and so it kept going, and then <clears throat> I teamed up. I wish he was here, Austin. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't know. I did. I just. Austin, again, IC7, a name I saw and heard a lot. I didn't really, I wouldn't say we were even friends until high school. And then, and then DC Assault practice, they came and scouted me after my sophomore year. And they asked me to come to a practice. And I walked in and it was like, are you there? No, I had just left. You might left. Yes. Because, <clears throat> um, Ray, Ray was this. But yeah. Yeah. but it was like Mike and Nolan and Austin. And I was like, I'm chips. These guys are way better than me. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is, uh... <laughs> like, this is, I, y'all want me to play for this team? Like, I'm going to be like, I didn't think I was top five um, on the team. And mentally, but then, uh, and the practices I thought were a lot different than I was used to um, in terms of intensity and talent level. But it, was different because you travel like really travel to get yeah. that age like Arkansas, LA, Florida, like New York, like trips that like your parents can't go. Not to say like we're doing stuff, but like your parents can't go on, so you really like with them a lot more. Like you depend on them. You start establish like your brotherhood. Like, you, you yeah, you're going through with someone. Right. That was the first time basketball became that like for me. And then also and me got really close. We were roommates like all, all through high school, all through college, on the road. Uh, but uh, after the end of the summer, I was like ranked top fifty. And I was like, yeah. "Hold up, this is this is a state, right?" Like, and I was like yeah. "Oh, hold up!" Man, this is... <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. And I, it was it was just from and I, I, and me like I never was you know my mentality like I'm a clown. Like, I'm not trying to right. I have no ego. I'm not trying to be top dog and right. walk around like I'm bigger than like right. I like I like even in college like I knew like I eight, I went by eight to twelve. Help y'all get your get screen on get, clean the screens, <clears throat> and we win. Like and like, I I know like my role, and like I thought like I knew as good as like I I I I, I always worked hard. Like all the anyone thought I didn't work hard, but like I felt like I knew like my role and it worked out for me. That yeah. I ended up getting anywhere. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. I think one thing about you is that I think you didn't realize how talented you were. <laughs> As, as early as I, 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 
you know, you were really talented. I remember being at Nike camp. We were at Nike All American camp. You know, I remember seeing you at Nike All American camp, and guys were like, "Yo, that who is that dude right there? You know, who is that dude right there?" And they was like, "He from y'all area too?" I'm like, "Yeah, he from Virginia." You know what I'm saying? Like, he from Virginia. He's nice, you know. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, we talk, and that's the first time I really was with you too. Like, yeah, we were at Nike camp, and we were able to, you know. We and the thing about Nike Camp at that time is the format for everything has changed, but it was kind of like bragging rights for your area, you know, like ultimate bragging for your area. It would be me, you. How all many players came from? Ty Lawson Anime, Ty, and and the All Star game and the All Star game. Bragging rights, you know? all of us made it. You know, so it was, yeah. it was so special to me to 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 experience that and understand. We didn't even know that our paths were going to cross path, you know, we were going to directly cross paths with each no. other. We had no idea. It was never, never anything. I guess it was inevitable though. Yeah, it was inevitable because we, we were just all, uh, kept yeah. weeding each other out. Yeah. yeah, we were always on the yeah. same journey. Go on. So my question, you went to South Lakes and you started dominating at South Lakes. You started doing your thing at South Lakes. Yeah, I love it there. Oh man, I love. Oh, <laughs> uh, because because you, cause, I mean, it's different for you because St. John's like it's still like your home school, and of course, like everything. But like the pub, I still think public school just is just rowdier. Like I still think it's just more fun. Like well, I mean, because you can't pull from nowhere. It's like it's the dudes you grew up with, right? Like, even though they're these dudes, they're not gonna go nowhere. Like they know they're not going nowhere. But we, I've been in school since third grade with you, right? So, like we're and we can't recruit and it was just and we were it was like with the guys I grew up with and it's with a coach who really understood my temperament like and who like and understood like how to talk to me for like the kind of kid I was and I could play well under him and I like I felt free there it was good and, um, but no nah, but whatever it, it was good um end up on no kill to finish it out. And I was like, let's, let's jump back to that. Like, and I think you made a good point about the public school versus the private school. But I think the thing about it is like a lot of times you're, you're from Virginia, the private, the public school system is much better than the public school system where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? So having that, that mentality after a while, a lot of people from PG County were either sending their kids, you know, if they wanted a better education for their kids, they were sending them to private schools. You didn't want to go to Bowie High. You know, Eleanor Roosevelt was a good school. Um, Oxon Hill was was a fairly decent, but academically, it wasn't a, a great environment comparatively speaking to what you can get at private schools. So a lot of families and a lot of parents sent their kids to these private schools to get a better education. Now, if you ask me, I think I would have did it all over again the same way. But I did always, yeah. I did always. Also about like yo if i would have went to Bowie high yeah right exactly <laughs> and that's me like yeah my guys you know what i'm saying my cousin my folks and all that stuff and just be playing in the neighborhood that would have been dope you know but the energy yeah. it the energy would have been different but a lot of times a lot of people that 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 move of staying in the county wasn't trendy at that time a lot of people were going out of the county, if you're a top player, you were getting recruited by Dematha, you were getting recruited by, you know, St. John's, McNamara, Gonzaga, all the all the big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to mention the group before us, 
I mean, you go back to Keith Bogans, Joe Forte, all these guys were going to all the big schools, you know, and that's what you see all the time. And so you start to get that ingrained in your brain. Oh, okay, I, I'm gonna go <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how it was. You know, the WCAC, though, was rowdy. Oh, cracky. And, and that's, and that I can't, especially South Lakes, I never, other than playing like maybe Scotty Reynolds. Right. Other like, like at a, at a state tournament comp. Mm-hmm. Back then was, I mean, it's it's, I guess it never really dropped, but in terms of like respect, but no, but back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was night in and night out in the WCAC. You going to, you going to get somebody that's at your level. You going to get <laughs> guaranteed two 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 D ones, a minimum. Absolutely, you going against that. You know, so it was the competition was- level and the exposure at that time. You know, that helps. Yeah, you know, that was that was. Um, why did you leave South Lakes? <laughs> million dollar question. Uh, it was a it was a little bit of uh, kind of touching on what you said about the Keith Bogan. Right. Seeing the guys ahead of you, I guess before you, let's say, the path they took and thinking you have to do it that way. Right. Um, and this is the way to do it. Just because there's an opportunity doesn't mean it's the right opportunity. Just because it's like, given to you and it sounds good on paper. Um, now, Coach Smith down there is he's the man. Oh my God. Cool, cool guy. Cool, cool coach. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, <clears throat> but I went, yeah, because I thought cause I wanted to. Because the, the move was DCS thought was kind of moving to Oak Hill. Mike. Mike and Nolan are there. They're trying, they're trying to get Austin. And they were trying to get me as well. And so they recruited Austin to come too. And Austin played double dust for a little bit. He backed out first. He said, no, I'm going to stay. And right. then um, I was like, okay, I'll go. We're doing so well as a team. And it made sense. And Oak Hill's Oak Hill. And, right. Uh, but uh, then Mike got kicked out. Right. If you remember. Yeah. So he can he didn't go there. So it, just, it just ended up being me and Nolan. Right. But the plan was right. to get all four of us to go with right. Brandon Jennings, with Alex. So that was the that was the team they're trying to build. And we still ended up winning the whole thing. Yeah, I lost one game that year, right? Yeah, but there. <laughs> remember that game. That was <laughs> that game. Oh. That's that was, it, it's I still it's dead, man. No. Yeah, low key, because I've been around you a lot, like, and and you know it, like, you're abnormally fast. This dude is, he's not human. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Even, I mean, even, even now he's good, but like, I mean, when he was like 19, 18, like mm-hmm. in high school, you, it's, I've never seen someone leave the floor so fast. You can't, yeah. and it's, and that's the level, that's when I started learning what NBA looks like. Versus like a really good player, yeah. There, you know, it's like I want to. I'm not trying to like big him up. Like he's amazing. Like he's he's very good. He's very very good. But like the certain dudes have like that aura. Like he's different. Ascended. Like he's just a little, a little more savvy than most people. Like, a little more explosive than you just like you've never seen before. And it's like, like hot damn. Like and it was it was. Uh, you prepare for it. You do all the transition drills. 
<laughs> you can do it. You do all the sprints. It's a wrap, bro. Like if he gets the defensive rebound, it's over, over. Yeah, it's over. Like I, I, I can't run. I cannot run fast enough. I still to this day, I tell people all the time, the best point guard that I've ever played against in my life is not even close to me. Is Derrick Rose? Because oh, when, so okay, so you agree? Cool. Oh, okay, I, good. When I see <laughs> oh my. between the speed, the vision, the yeah. the quickness, the athleticism, the just precision yeah. pattern, he had it all, man. And then he yeah, had better every year type of like demeanor about him that was like, oh, I love that too. He was just like, yeah. like not trying to show off your face, not trying. He just he is playing a sport and he's just yeah, cool. He was to, he was about winning, he can't get mad at him. Yeah, no, it's like he's just good. He was just trying to win the game, and he and he had a sense of like he had this he had this quiet cockiness to him that I admired. You know that he was very like he was very yeah. sure of himself and very sure of his decisions on the court. He was the only player to the like I was like yo, this dude. Until we ran into Steph, until I ran into Steph Curry and Kyle, but I was like this dude right here is a flat out truth. Like I knew it. You know, it's it's like certain guys. You know, Ty Lawson. Abnormally fast too for me. Yeah, we're 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 desensitized to, to that because of him. Right. We grew up seeing that, and every right. you hear Ty Lawson is the fastest guard nationally. So it's right. like okay, so you see that, but it's four inches taller, right? <laughs> jumping from the middle of the paint. Yeah, it's different. It's not the same. <laughs> and, and he's not as bad a shooter as people think he is. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not. It better than people think he does. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I I I hundred percent agree. Yeah. That's how you know like, we were in wow. that same, we were in that same wave of generation because Derrick Rose, bro, was like out of this world. Oh, of course. I still like marvel at him oh. to this day. Like, yo, I mean, our class. That kid was unbelievable. Like, I don't. I still I think don't even the whole, the whole, the whole seven class. I feel like. I mean, we've. I mean, we're we're now we're getting to that age where we're kind of getting out of the league, but we've had like s- at least six, seven different faces of the league. Yeah. The class. Like, yes. Like, like yeah. Blake Griffin had his time. Harden has his time. Uh, Mike Beasley had his time. Derrick Rose had his they, time. Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, and these are all and like and then Durant was just one year removed, but still the same age. Like, right. still like, and, and yeah. these are. Those are like those are uh, just interesting. Yeah, it is interesting to see the level of competition that we were. You take for granted. You think it's what it is. Yeah, you take it for granted. You just what we were involved in was not normal. Was not normal at all. No, no. So we're going to Kentucky. Yeah. OJ Mayo. OJ right. Oh, we got uh, He's pretty good. Okay. James Harden was in our class. Okay, Jerry Bayless is in our class. You know, it was Mike Beasley. <laughs> you know, it, the list goes on and on. The, the type of talent you had: Dante Green, all these top guys. And Johnny USA Flynn. camp. Johnny Flynn, yeah, USA. Remember USA? Yep. Oh my gosh! You know, we went to USA camp together. Like that's what I'm saying. We crossed paths. Yeah. So, like we, 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 how, how we get? How, we were in the same cut with. He was the top player in the world, yeah. in my opinion, at one point in time. The best yeah. player in the world at one point. In time. Yeah. Like, that Lob City era. Yeah. Uh, he, we, we started shooting it. Yeah. 
We were in the uh, same cut. Cut. First cut. <laughs> Not good enough. It what? Was, <laughs> right. It was me, you, like uh, Blake Griffin, and if I'm not mistaken, it was Cole Arbridge. Cole Arbridge. Yep. Yeah. Cole. <laughs> it was Cole Arbridge. Cole was, was he, was, he was first rounder. Yes, he was a first rounder. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah. yeah it so, was, and then it's like, I mean, I remember being butthurt about that. Yeah. And then, like, as an adult, I'm like, well, that's pretty good competition, I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it also was a little political as well because. You know, there was a lot of if your coach was on the committee, you were getting on that team. You know, oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's 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 revisionist history. I about that. That's what it was about. You know, it was some guys. I was like, how is he on the team? If you think about Did it, did you commit already? Did you commit already? No, I wasn't committed anywhere. No, or maybe I was. I don't know what year was that. Was that our junior year? It was uh, middle of our junior summer. Going yeah. To so, I was, I had just decommitted, I think, from, um, I was about to, because I, I, I committed to North Carolina State, and I think I had just decommitted. Oh, my God, I remember that. Yeah, I think I just. How about that? Yeah, or maybe I was committed to Georgia, maybe I had just, but, but Coach wasn't on that. I don't even blame me, bro, for committing to them. That, that campus is stupid. <laughs> Their <laughs> facilities, bro. State, man, like a diamond. Oh, my he wouldn't even think about it like that. Nah, nah. I remember when I went up there, I was, I was really impressed. I was blown away by the whole setup. Me too. Me too. I remember the, the one heartbeat. Yeah, you remember that, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I, I'm I, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Oh, I I remember. It was Sendak who. I remember yeah. he said. Uh, yeah. Hey, um, in, pr- in practice, when I say uh, get over here, you don't have to run, just, just jog. As long as you don't walk, it's okay. I was like, what? What? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's cool now. Right. We're right. going to do anything. And he had great assistance. Archie Miller, who is now the head coach of Indiana, was his was his assistant. Yeah. You know, so it could, I, you can see you can see that coming though. Oh. I mean, his brother Sean was his brother Sean Miller, who's now in Arizona, was at uh, Pittsburgh, I think, at the time. Oh, that's his brother. That's his I brother. Didn't know that. Yeah, that's his brother. So, you know, and their father is a legendary, is a legendary coach in the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of in their bloodline, and Archie was a great player at NC State and all that stuff. So, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of crazy how that's how I was. That's how I was into NC State. One, because if you think about it, they had DMV guys there. They had Tony Bethel there. They did. Yep. They had uh, Levi Watkins. It, it wasn't that far. Yeah, no. Nah. They had Levi. Levi. Montrose. He's, he's Rockville. Right, right. So, you know, that's how I ended up committed. So how did you end up committed to Florida State? What intrigued you about Florida State? Uh, my visit. Yeah. <laughs> I went down and uh, – because, like, being from, like, Virginia and, like, seeing Florida for the first time, it's, like, a totally different, like, energy down there. Right. And then they took me to the, fo- the football game, and it, it wasn't even a basketball school at that time. It is now. But um, it, it was just that being will, a part of that big. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on one second. Florida State will forever be a football school. I don't give – I don't care what – what they did. It's true. It's, it's true. It's true. Historically, until, until they start winning, yeah, you're right. Until they start winning, but you think of Florida State now, it's like respect. 
100%. Much respect to Florida yeah. State basketball and Leonard yeah. Hamilton and what he's created over there. Much respect. Oh, yeah. I think any kid should yeah, think about it a lot. because of Leonard Hamilton because I think that's a hell of a coach. That's a carry, too, man. I like his just hospitality. Southern hospitality was what it was. I think that was yeah. Yeah. That what it was. And, uh, uh, and it was different. It was far. <clears throat> it was far away. So I felt like I got a break, kind of. Um, not like I needed to get away. I felt like it was nice. Uh, but then, like, you know, obviously, you know, like I had some tickets to home, some personal shows, so we came came back home. And Georgetown offered me out of school anyway. Um, and then Vernon had left. So right. it made sense. There's a spot. Everybody knew Dewan was leaving in the year anyway. So it was right. a spot. And so the forward spot wasn't too too logged in. We had a bunch of forwards, like Henry, me, you. So like, uh, so it made sense. And I knew you guys from, like we said previously, all the years. And we weren't BFF or anything at that point. But I think just having that connection, even though we weren't like talking regularly, and Austin was like it mutually between us now. It, that the three of us uh, it became very natural. I thought it was really easy. Yeah, and and I can tell you from my perspective, from my perspective, like <clears throat> we knew that um, going into my sophomore year, Vernon was unhappy with how things were going at Georgetown. His role, uh, what things were going on. We he kind of was, you know, hinting that he was going to leave. And so, oh, so everybody knew that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like he was kind of saying that he wanted to leave, and it was kind of inevitable at the time because he just didn't. He was more of a guy that needed to run and jump and play athletic. You know, he was not like a guy he is because that's what he is. As he should, he and as he should, as he should. Absolutely. And so, you know, he made the decision to leave. And I remember, and I can vividly remember this. You probably don't remember this. I vividly remember you walking into the gym. Upstairs, we were coming outside of the upstairs locker room. My visit, I do remember that. I do remember. It was like there was like Julian Vaughn. Is so I was like, oh yes, come on! Like <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what's up, bro? Like we, we, we <laughs> I remember. I remember saying like I was like, yo, you. I think you were there with your with your mom or your pops. I think you. Yep. Yeah. Both. Both. And Pat was there too. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah. yeah. Dude, come on, Julian Vaughn. We, 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 <laughs> I, remember, I remember saying, I was like, oh, I remember walking down the steps with my bag. I was like, damn, I hope he comes, bro, because we need him. Like, we need somebody like yeah. him. He was like, what's up, bro? You know, and you seem very comfortable and all that. I'm like, you coming? He was like, yeah, I think so. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I basically, it was good. I remember, and I would pat, little pat, not big. Pat, right. Like the whole day. And people, people who don't know little pat, he's like, Chill is so like yeah, super cool, super cool, man, super cool. <laughs> and uh, so he kind of, and then uh, he had just told he transferred too, so that was kind of our connection, you know. Right. And, um, and uh, we talked, and then he was on, he was on the way out, but uh, it was just nice to hear like from him that it was transfer, and then like I had I had people I already knew, and Austin was a, like a general friend at that like, at that point. We right. Lady so it wasn't that bad in that sophomore, sophomore year. I remember it was just a chemistry year. Yeah, it was everything. Just, chemistry was all. But, but it's okay though, because like the the guys who were returning, like we we made our off the court chemistry. Even though we was losing, I thought we had strong off the court chemistry, which was like 
different. Usually teams, usually teams that lose be like Kyle had some pro teams to be losing. The energy is awful, nasty, and no, it's like no one wants to be there. Right. And I try to pay on time, and it's ugly. But like I felt like off the court, everyone was super cool. Man, not like we didn't care. We can We lost, but like I think it set up that summer. Like, hey, look at Syracuse. Yeah, and we really got after it that summer. We really got after it that summer. We oh were, yeah, because we felt that we had something. That was that was the year. Yeah, we felt we had something to prove. And we didn't change too much. It was the same dude. We just lost. We just lost. Um, like I mean, having Dewan was definitely big parts of the team. Yeah. It's not like we added like three transfers or nothing. It was the same dude. Yeah, I mean, we we were yeah. we were um. We lost big parts. We lost Dewan Summers, who was an intricate part of our team. But Dewan, mentally at that time, he was he transcended past where we needed him to be. And Sap, he had a lot of stuff yeah. going on with him personally. That um, just at that time, I that. it just didn't. It wasn't the right mixture for what we were trying to tough. do. He was fighting a lot of stuff. Not, and it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't his fault. It was a lot of stuff that was going on with him personally. We had oh, a lot of I, I, you know, you you know what the situation was. So we had a lot of stuff. Yeah, that, I know. Yeah, That's we had a lot of stuff that was going on person that kind of took away from the his overall impact that he could have had on the team as a senior. And and Dewan was going through a lot of stuff. <clears throat> Dewan was a pro, man. We all knew Dewan was a pro. We knew he was. It was bound for him to go to the NBA. Oh, you know, been, he was a he was a beast, man. Dewan, was a, freshman year. Yeah, he's the truth. Like we knew that. So. We knew once we yeah, won, I that kind of year, kind of we didn't have the success that I actually see him a lot. <laughs> actually, his, his wife and mine are best friends. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, his wife and my wife are best friends. Yeah, <laughs> he is a great oh, dude. A, and, and when you I hear, him, I see him. Then when you see, oh him, yeah, he's in a much better state of mind. He's in a much better place. He's a, he's very content. Calm. Yeah, he's very calm. calm. There's a lot of yeah. you know. So, Dewan was special though. Man. Growth, I think. A lot of growth. Yeah, he had a lot of growth. This is the strength and the skill. Yeah, yeah. And the shooting. <laughs> yeah. He could really shoot. <laughs> he could really oh, shoot. yeah. You know, and he was but no, I, that, I, that junior year was the I think one of the top three favorite seasons of my career. My career was junior, yeah. junior year Georgetown. Yeah, junior year at Georgetown. And I said this. Damn near. Go ahead. No, oh, I was saying like, cause it was, I remember like just going from like sophomore year, we were like just hoping to get to the NIT, and like and like on the bubble talk, and it was like seasons not even really worth fun playing more anymore. To like not only guarantee tournament, but like you might that's why I get a one seed. Yeah. Opens up and like and like I think for the fan base, it was a huge jump. To go back and uh, it's just it's an awesome time for sure. Yeah, it was awesome. even though we lost whatever. Like I, it, the season, the ride of the season was still worth it. No, it was great, man. And the thing about it was, <clears throat> I, I I said this before um, on the podcast is that as a college basketball player, as you go through the years, your most successful year is your third year. That's when things start to yeah. come. If you look at players, you look at when Georgetown went to the Final Four, Jeff, Roy, John Wallace, they were juniors. True. You know, yeah. the junior year is like, you, a while. 
your freshman year, you went through it. Your sophomore year, you kind of had to, okay, I'm not a freshman no more. I'm accepting more of a leadership role. It might work, it might not work. More like you're throwing the fire. Especially yeah. you and Austin. You guys sophomore year were throwing the fire a lot. Yeah, we were throwing the fire. We're trying to figure out what works for us and how we can be individual, but a team player at the same time. But then as a junior year, all that shit kind of clicks. And you start to... <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. You're out. And it was easy. Like, I'm not saying we, we worked hard, but like, it started, we had from the first game, it was rolling. Yeah. It started to click, you know, everybody had a defined role, you know, you come in, you and Moose, um, you know, in yeah. Austin and Holland. That, that team had roles. Yeah, we had very defined, designated. We had defined roles. Everybody knew what they were supposed to do. And we did that to the best of our abilities, you know, so yeah. that was that was yeah, that was a great time. And I looked up a stat, man. It's funny before I was uh, excuse me, before I jumped on this interview, I was looking up on this podcast. I looked up on a stat, you know. And this is really a testament to how much we had a jumping when we were there. There were not in the four years, three years me and you were there, you know, we were started in the four years total that I was there, me and Austin, we 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 had the most fans of any Georgetown team in the last really? since 1975. Since terms of ticket sales? Huh? In terms of like ticket sales or in terms of attendance. Wow! Yeah, in our game, we had we had it on lock those four years. If you look at it, you can go through the history books and look at it from two thousand. I didn't know that. Two thousand eleven, that teams, those teams, which were our teams, had the the yeah. biggest fan base. We had it jumping the craziest. We had the, the everything was popping when we were there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that, you, that UConn game was. The best. I mean, oh my God, UConn game, Louisville game, Syracuse. So Louisville was good. Even he lost Pitt. I bet that was still a great. Yeah, that was a crazy game. game. You know, um, Cincinnati. Providence. Was yeah, Providence. Providence. Oh my gosh! When Marshawn Brooks gave his four. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, everyone. Everyone got a piece of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <gonna> switch. <laughs> Bro, true story. Uh, I, this is a true story. I never forget. So, coach, you know, coach always want to figure out and try to put me on the toughest. Offensive player, you know, oh Chris, you got of course it. I was too. You're the most athletic on the team, bro. So I'm, I'm like, all right, so I'm guarding Marshawn Brooks. Marshawn Brooks is like six four, six five, right? And and I've known him for a while, right? I know him off the court, and we going to jump ball. He's like, yo, what's up, man? Have a good game and all that. He was like, yo, he said, you know, the scouts out here, we got to put on a show tonight. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> so I was like, really? like I was like, like key though huh? when I hear that my mind thinks because you know why because me and Pat Ewing had a very similar moment uh, in Greece uh, we were about to play um, you know the early teams like Panathinaikos and Olympiacos you know they were like scouting the, like, um, and so we were like hey um, you just chill on defense, on me, and I'll do the same. That's <laughs> <laughs> and then day, and we we both had like twenty. <laughs> I went for like eight for eight for nine. Man, like nine for nine. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, just like, but no, nah, I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I, but we were, I, I, I didn't take away from the point, but that's yeah, what I think about when I hear something like that. Yeah, and I remember that game, like that game. I remember the first time he got the ball, he got it on like the elbow, and he just raised up right over top of me and shot the ball. There's nothing I can do. And I remember looking at the sideline like, look, man, all I'm going to end up doing is just following this dude because if he's going to do that, 
it's nothing I can do. He's six five. He got long arms, and he he went off. Luckily, we won that game, and I stole a ball from him to win the game. If we were, if you recall, I got to. I remember that. I remember that. I feel like there was like a. I feel like there was a. We got. Did we get like lucky with the timeout, not getting that call, something like that? Yes, I called a timeout. I was like, yeah, I, 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 we didn't have any. Yeah, and we didn't like, have Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I stole uh, the ball. The, he, yeah. Yeah, I stole it. the ball, and I was thought I was kind of in a, in, a, in, a, in a messed up situation where they can, you know, jump ball or something like that, and I didn't want to give them possession back, so I almost called a timeout. And I don't think the ref saw it. And I moved my hands away, but we didn't have any timeouts. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have yeah. any. Yeah, I remember. I remember I, I, I was like right next to you. I was like, I was in yeah. the corner. Yeah. And then I remember I remember looking at you and I was like, oh, I was with the ref and he didn't see yeah. you. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, now I'm thinking, of, oh my God, man. God. That's crazy. And I, that was the best because we played, because people don't know, like, Sharing the court with the Wizards is kind of annoying because, like, you have to like play all early and stuff. Yeah, you know, we, we had like seven a.m. like shoot arounds and we had eight a.m. shoot arounds, noon games. Yeah. Oh man, but the best part was that, you know when you win, it's like you have the whole day. And, then we just and we're definitely games. going out. I'm going out that night. <laughs> oh, immediately, immediately. <laughs> of course. Um, See you yeah, on Monday. So that. See you on Monday. Oh, two, two days off. Thanks, coach. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, no, nah, but you know, we had a great experience uh, so overall, Jog. Like Georgetown was the greatest. What what are some of your fondest memories from playing at Georgetown that you can recall? I mean, the best the best win was Syracuse away senior year. Oh yeah. Even better than UConn, in my opinion, because like if you, like, I don't know if you remember, people don't know, like, we, we, we flew up there, there was, like, a big snowstorm, and we had to have, like, an, I don't want to say emergency landing, I don't want to hype it up, but we couldn't land at where we were trying to go, and it was snowed in, we had to wait, we actually did film in the in the hangar. Yeah. The, uh, the pilots, <laughs> like, chill out at. Yeah. Um, remember that, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, and Coach, and Coach Thompson, like, people don't know about him, it's like, he's a very, like, superstitious team. Systematic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I I knew everybody knew he was tight, having to break the routine to do it in a place like this because it was so not our element. It wasn't in the hotel. We right. hadn't had dinner yet. People uh, was um, Max and them. Max is the media guy and the coordinator for all that stuff. Yeah. The bus to get us to the hotel and and like we're not gonna be focus for the game and if we're not focus for the game we're gonna lose and <laughs> like and yeah. it was just all that stuff um and we it was a really ran really weird trip and we ended up thugging it out and getting the first one and it was like what sixty thousand. yeah it was um, crazy i've never been told f you so many times in my life <laughs> uh, it's cool though it's, yeah. it's, it's uh i remember the first time we went there, we got we got blasted yeah, blast. Sophomore year. And they stormed the court. He wasn't even close. Yeah, I remember one time, Johnny Flint, bro, man, I remember, uh, so, yeah, and then, like, I remember Johnny Flynn came in, like, he split the trap and did, like, an and one, chest to chest. Oh, man. And, I remember like, that. I was, like, the seal, like, I was, like, bro. 
Yeah. I was like, and the crowd, I was like, oh my God, this shit, it's over. <laughs> and like, it's over. But then to go back two years later and win that was uh, yeah. was huge, I thought. And yeah. big for Coach. Big for yeah. us. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. Jerseys was nice. Yeah, the black jerseys. Nice. And we had that. We, we never. to do that too. Yeah, we didn't win in the dome, so that was big for us. We had to accomplish that. Now I would tell you, so for me, yes, we, yes. we had many, many great experiences. I mean, the Big East tournament, the Duke game, the the Syracuse games, the Louisville yeah. game at home, all that stuff. But I will tell you one memory that I will okay. never forget. I will never forget with you, dog. Oh my God, we're playing at Pittsburgh. Hey, what? <laughs> We're playing at Pittsburgh. They have a 31-game winning streak. 31-game winning streak. I think this is our junior oh, year. Yeah. We winning that game. And you yes. their fans were crazy. Piss fans are like obnoxious. Like really they're right next to you. They're right on the court. I, I remember. Bro, what's it called? The zoo? Oakland Zoo. No, it's something like yes. that. Yes, yes. Um, I remember getting to the game. You know me. Like, people don't know. I, I, I had this routine. I used to put my jersey on like Superman under my suit. Yes. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I get to the game, be like, dude, ready to go. Like, I'm all ready for the game, like, already. Just, yeah. And uh, and I walk outside and I, I go to go stretch. Usually the gym is empty. Right. I walk out and it's like, boo! I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it was packed in there. And I went back inside. It was intimidating. I was like, right. I'm with myself. <laughs> I went back and chill. I wait for y'all to get dressed. I'm right. Like, I was <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> scared. <laughs> hey, look, that's funny as on the way. So fast forward, we finally are playing. We're, we're beating them in, in, in the Oakland Zoo. And it's probably like, you know, I had I was superstitious always playing against Pitt because Pitt was a tough team to play. For some reason, out of all the teams in the conference, they knew our system better than anybody. Like they was calling out our plays. So we went in the game, bro. It's like probably like 45 seconds left. And it's kind of like we got the game in hand. And I look up and I think maybe free or somebody's at the free line. I don't remember. Julian Vaughn is waving to the crowd. You're waving bye-bye to the crowd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Jew, stop doing that. I'm like, why are you doing that? And then you're like, you're like, what? We ain't coming back here no more. We don't play here no more. We ain't playing here next year, so forget it. I was like, oh. <laughs> That's a true story. I, I, I forgot. I remember it now. I don't remember. I didn't remember until the, until the second. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember Coach Thompson was mad. He acted mad as hell on the court. But then as soon as we got back to the locker room, he was like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't care as much. But I remember, I forgot about that winning streak. That's what. That's why I did that. Yeah, because they had won 31 straight I mean, in the, yeah. there at their home court. And we yeah. broke. And you wave it to the crowd and all that. Like, Man, wow. it was good that year, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I man. Remember that. I, was, I, I, gotta, I remember that game now. Yeah, that's so funny. That was like not even put my radar. Yeah, that's, man, that's that's, that's uh, something I will always remember from you. I'm like, yo, this dude is waving to the crowd. Like, if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna play that game, then that what I remember from you was it might have been probably junior year, biggest tournament. 
you were obviously snubbed and annoyed about the Big East selection. Yep. And you made the tournament a resume, but not resume builder, but like, like, uh, and I don't want to say oh, I show you. It's just like I'm just gonna <clears throat> show you what I've been doing all year. Again. It was a statement. Like, statement. Great word. And I remember watching, and like I, I'd always known you were good. I'd always had respect for you. Always, uh, I thought you like you're. You took a level that week. Took a jumped a level that week, and I was like, damn, he's he's better than I thought he was, or he's getting better. And then you had that dunk because you weren't known as like dunking in traffic and games. And there's a half court play too. Yeah. It wasn't like a breakaway, and that was the play. I was like, damn, he's on a mission right now. This is. Just good to just rebound, set the screens, and guys, like, let, let them take us to the championship. <laughs> and so, I remember that play. I, I, I was on the bench. I remember I wasn't even playing. And I was like, damn. Like, I didn't even I, – I, I, I think I clapped. But I was more like – Yeah, man. I, I, so, to give, <laughs> to give you a background on that, so I remember, like, I mean, you – Going into Georgetown, I had my mind, to be honest with you. I was like, I'm two years and I'm out of here and I'm going to leave. That's what my mind frame, that was my goal, you know? So once I got to my junior, I was hurt my freshman year, sophomore year didn't go well. My junior year, I felt like I got snubbed. I felt like I got snubbed for all conference. I averaged like 15 and a half, probably like five assists, and I made like 13 or something like, or I didn't make or, or something. I just was, I was like, what? It was, yeah. And I was pissed. And I was pissed at the whole situation. I was pissed. I'm like, damn, do I even need to be here at Georgetown? Was this the right decision and all this stuff? Ah, that's true. Yeah. And all that goes, all that comes into it. Yeah. And all that comes into it. And I remember before leaving to go to the Big East tournament, I was in the car with my pops. (laughs) I was in the car with my pops and we were talking about it. And it was probably one of the few times that, like, I was just so furious. You know what I'm saying? My pops is in my corner. 100% 100% every, but like, you know how my dad is. And yeah. yeah, and so, you know, we kind of was like at different sides for maybe like the first time in my life. You know, I was kind of yeah. like, yo, leave me alone. And he was mad at me too, you know what I'm saying? Like it was both that way and I stormed out. I didn't talk to him. I didn't talk to no, I didn't talk to y'all. I didn't talk to anybody the entire week. The entire week, I, I remember going to that Big East tournament. I said, I am about to destroy these dudes. And I'm not going to say a word. And if you remember, we lost in the Big East title and I cried. Yeah. I I yeah. I um, but yeah, that's the way it came from, man. I was I was so focused and I was furious at just where I was at that point in my career. And that's real spill right there, bro. That's some I real. Remember. I remember. We, but we were, we, we, everybody knew it was kind of like a, you know, you're upset. Yeah, so you're really not gonna give us, not gonna talk to us like and embellish on the whole situation. So kind of, right. we, we, we want to support you, but also let let you be your person. So we acknowledged it, but even the coaches acknowledged it. We kind of let you be. Yeah, everybody was kind of just left me alone. Yeah, everybody left me alone. JT three, Coach yeah. Cop, yeah. everybody was like, nah, just leave Lumpy alone. Let him go do whatever Cox, he. Wants. Yeah. Yeah, Kirby, I think, was there. I think Kirby was there, too. Um, but they all were like, uh, man, leave him alone. And, I was, and then on top of that. Leave you alone when you get the, when the results. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was killing, you know. Results came, so there was like. Yeah. yeah so I was like, eh. 
Yeah, so that was <laughs> yeah, that's one of the biggest memories I have of my college experience too. Um, just for the simple fact that I went to a place that shit, I, I dug down to a whole different mindset in that time frame. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. You know, it was crazy. I think uh, it's a great learning experience because you can kind of draw on those in the future as well. Oh yeah, you know, similar situations. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so we unfortunately didn't finish how we wanted to finish college in in postseason play. No, we didn't finish how we wanted to finish. We had some hiccups. Our senior year was going really well until I break my hand and I go down, and then and it just it just it didn't shake up. I mean, we won like six straight games, and then we end up losing to UConn. It, it, it was, you know, it was it was just bad. You know, that was I was annoying because that we, we were the catalyst for that. Yeah, and we were ready. Us was like their confidence they needed to go the whole. We're ready to win, yeah. Yeah, we, we were ready to win. We knew what we were rolling again that year. Yeah, we were. We was playing really well. And we also had that's that team was good with roles too. Yeah, the roles in that team were established as well. Yes, too. yes. We knew what it was. We knew what we were doing because Moose had left. Greg Moreau, he had left. So, so it was it was us. We were seniors, and then we had Jason Clark come in. We had Nate. I mean, Jason had played the year before, but Jason was was coming into being who he was, which was a beast. We had, yeah, we had Nate, we had Hollis Thompson coming into his role. Everybody started to figure out what they were supposed to do, you know. So it it was it was defiant, and Austin Freeman was our go-to scorer. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what it was, you know. And and I was the one that was leading. I was a general. I was leading everything, but unfortunately, I got hurt, and I think. That just dampened everything. I was surprised. Um, I think it's kind of a testament to you, but um, this is. Uh, I think it was. I was surprised how much we struggled without you because the Princeton offense is uh, designed to be kind of autonomous and positionless, and anyone can run anywhere. And as long as you fill the slots and cut the right way and take the right angles, you should be able to find the answer. And even though we just put somebody else in that puzzle piece, <clears throat> and that wasn't nothing to Markel. He's a freshman. He's, he's a freshman playing with four seniors, trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. Uh, it, it it wasn't the same, even though it was yeah. the same system. You know? Yeah, it was different. I mean, I had been, I had been like the, the the impact. Yeah, the impact you had was different. It was more than just that position. Um, and I think we didn't realize that obviously until. Losing. <laughs> yeah. but, um, and I, I mean, I was running the point. Appreciate your game a lot more too. I was running the point for three years straight. I was yeah. three years straight, and to not and to not have that, you know, it was it kind of threw us in a whole loop. And I was different than the point guard before me. John Wallace was kind of that autonomous point guard. John Wallace was amazing at the Princeton offense and what he was yeah. able to do. He was amazing. He fit that role to a T. You know. Me, I brought a little different element because I would go get mine and I would find ways to make plays, but I would also run a system. I was doing everything, kind of, but without even really people noticing it. <laughs> That's what yeah. it, I was doing everything. I was calling out plays. I was telling them, all right, look, we got to do this. We got to do this. I was doing all of that stuff. So yeah. when it came, so my, my role became different as the years progressed and me and JT3 
he he gained trust in me because I knew the offense like the back of my hand. I'm just throwing them point spin passes behind my back at one point, like yeah. <laughs> doing all that. So it was a uh, it was different. I think it was tough because I was also a leader, you know, and I was always talking. I'm always talking. I'm always chirping. So when my voice wasn't it was so late in the year too. All yeah. roles were established. Yeah, it was tough for for and then you got to throw Markel into a situation where now he becomes that. That's a tough situation to be in. Not that he wasn't capable of it, but it just was a tough role. I, mean, I think he did it. Yeah, he when did. He was older. When right. He was older. Right. Yeah, but like he did, and he was, and he, yeah, I think it was just simple. He's he knows his role. He he had his role from October, November, December, January, February. Right. And late February. Oh crap! I got to be Chris now for three for three weeks left in the season. Right. And uh, it's just it just. Everyone had to adjust, and co- even coaches had to adjust. You know, right, so, right, right. So. so fast forward, you know, Georgetown happens, and we, we, you know, we did what we were supposed to do. We, I think, we had great careers, all of us. Me too. We won games, we won big games, we left an imprint on the program. You know, to the point where we That's were. What matters. You're right. Yeah, you know, and when you think about it, we didn't win the way we wanted to win, but we won. <laughs> and I like respect. The respect people expected us to win. Yeah, you know we gained a lot of respect. Yeah, so now you turn pro, you know, and you turn pro. It's funny, man. Yeah, how was that? Like the pro stuff. Like I, I I think I'm a different path than you guys because, like, if you remember, like, I only I was only serious about playing pro for two years, the first and second year, and then the summer of my third year is when I fell in love with like training. And like I was training on the side in my summers just to, um, I, kind of, I kind of fell into it like by chance and like I loved it. And just strength and conditioning. If you remember I was with coach Mike Hill um, a lot, like I would do a lot of extra lifts that like, weren't mm-hmm. like, mandatory on the team. And like, I just, yeah. I just love that like player development, strength conditioning. And um, I would get extra lifts in. I would go in my spare time just to, like, pick his brain. Uh, and then um, I went and played, and I liked it. But then I was like, oh, my God, this is what I want to do, like, for real. Like, nah, I don't play anymore. I met my wife that summer, too. I mean, my, my, shit, my girlfriend at the time, but soon to be wife. And so I was like, this is chips. I'm not trying to. I call it the black cloud. I think I told you before. Yeah, like yeah. August fifteenth ish. Yeah, when you know you got, you got that those those boarding passes come in from the teams overseas, and it's yeah. like, oh, I got ten months. I gotta go to where am I going? Poland for wherever I'm going for. Right, and uh, it's like you gotta pack your life up, and people don't really understand, like especially your first year or two, like even though you're a professional european basketball player you're kind of a bum you come home you live out of a bag you don't own nothing yeah. you still live at home you don't have right. a car so like, yeah. you don't you're not really like balling a guy like that until like you really put some years in um <clears throat> but uh so i for me that's where i was at i was like it's i can feed myself but like i'm not like happy like i i don't i don't i didn't want to, I, st- I got tired of leaving the country um, and I, so i got my certification in strength and conditioning that's that third year during during uh my season so like i was mentally starting to check out my third year like i was like planning for what's next making business plans and i would be <clears throat> bro i'd be so checked out i would be in practice stretching i'm thinking about 
the logo, what color I want it to be. Yeah, <laughs> right. So how I want to market and and uh, like we go to the games and I wouldn't even know who he was playing until we get there. Like I, that's, that's how out of sight I was. Like I knew my role and like it was a tough year because it was like they they weren't getting the pay they played for. I had played well the previous year, um, right. and and I didn't want to be there. Right. But I need the money. I need the money, so I had to stick it out. I need that money to help with my my, my dreams and my business. Right. So I, that's all it was was an investment for me. Just thug it out. You don't want to be here. I hate the coach. He hates me. Um, he he, and because of the team, we're winning too. That's another thing. We're right. Still winning, and my role was not easy to replace because I had it. I had a, and the two leading scorers like they like love me. I helped them get open and all that stuff, so they weren't gonna like get rid of me for somebody who's fat. So it's kind of like a, I kind of had security almost through them. Right. And I, and I told them too, like I don't want to be here, bro. Like I'm just here to get this money and be out. Like I'm leaving. Right. I don't want to play anymore. Um. And then that was it, man. So like I only played like four or five years consistently. Like, and every year I, I got tired of coming home in the summer, getting clients, leaving, having to start all over. I wanted to just like keep building and right. then yeah so that year i took that money got married oh you look low-key you look at me took this podcast yeah the whole Hoya nation you know he ducked me in my wedding i was waiting on, I was <laughs> on this part <laughs> I, was, I was telling my wife this i was like you know we didn't go to his wedding we were supposed to go to his wedding and i know he's probably chris bailed on me on his way <laughs> <laughs> now, Chris and Austin too, but now it's and I wasn't like I'm just kidding. It was still a great time, but I wish you had come because everyone was there, bro. Like yeah. Greg made it. Greg, Greg mm-hmm. was a business about all of us. <laughs> and the uh, one and Sap, and it was awesome. It was like the sophomore year crew too, you know. Yeah. So like the guys mm-hmm. that we left. Um, so it was, a, it was a really nice evening. But uh, okay, let me let me come clean about my situation. So. The wedding, oh, the wedding time, like you, you, you told, you said what you said, like when you in your first two, three years, you're not comfortable yet. You're not comfortable as a professional in your living situation and with your family. I'm just now, I, ha- I had my son at that time. I'm, I'm engaged with my wife. I just got married. What was this? What year is this? This, uh, this has got to be... Come on, bro. Don't do that. You know when you got married. Oh, 16. Right. So this is, I had just got married myself. I got married at 15. And um, we we were, you know, it was a situation. And I didn't have a wedding. I didn't have, I, I did courthouse. We we did that. We went that route. And, uh, we, you know, so I wasn't in, a, I wasn't in the place mentally. You know what I'm saying? At that time, I was kind of, I was on a down at that point. And I, I didn't was I wasn't secure with myself to say, all right, let me go over here. I just wasn't I wasn't there. I couldn't be there. I couldn't be there. Wouldn't, uh, that, that's um, I'm so that's so crazy to hear because like it's we don't think like that at all. And I know you know that. As of I'm course. Older. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I get in that time frame, like feeling like I understand. That's it. That's really interesting to hear that. Um, yeah. Because we were, no, man, we, we loved you. We love you, man. Like, we of course, you. man, love y'all too. We, me and my wife, we talked about. We was like, damn, we missed that. We were supposed to go to that, 
And you know, I was like, uh, do you remember what we were like at that time? <laughs> like, you know me, I'm not one to buy nobody to put on a front for nobody. If I can't be there, just like in the yeah. big tournament, I'm gonna check out. I just yeah. that's <laughs> at that time I'm learning. It, it, you you can't energetically be happy to be like and like feel. I, mean, I was happy for you, absolutely. I was happy for oh, you, that, and that never was never that. That yeah, never was I was happy for you and your wife, but I couldn't mentally. I just wasn't like, let me go to the gym yeah, and figure man. out what I need to do to get myself together. Like, all right, look, we got to figure out how we're going to get on our feet before we, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the month. Like I was on the hustle. I was on the hustle trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out. Man, yeah. that's what I want to talk about. Man. I love, like, people think the year, like, NBA is what NBA is. The European grind, like, there could be a, I would, there could be a whole, like union or like about it that. needs like, to be a union. The, the the grind of like just not, not even just getting paid but like everything that goes with playing yes. professional basketball yeah it is like different life it's unbelievable and it uh, is i think people are really interested in like knowing what that's like more like you gotta talk onto that because uh, i have some i don't i i got stories i'm sorry i'm sure you got stories too oh absolutely man and that's and and it's funny that we're talking about this because i am going to come out with a book hopefully at the end of this summer, speaking on my 10 years of going, oh, beautiful. going through being a professional athlete and the different journey and the stories, it's going to be basically short stories of each year, what that's like and how that journey is, you know, and I I, I think that's something that... More, more guys need to do that. It's, yeah. It's, it's, so, it's, it's a very interesting, I think it's, but because I, I, people need to understand it's not as glamorous and cookie cutter and like, like, right. The reason you just said, like, right. why we, why you, why didn't you, why even cross your mind for a second that I wouldn't want to see you for the wedding because of that reason, like, right? And it's like, and uh, it's it's definitely a interesting journey. <laughs> Basketball. No, it is, man. I mean, even even as the sense of you know, since we being honest about it, Georgetown was a sense you had to step away from Georgetown. I had to step away from yep. Georgetown for a minute because I wasn't secure with what went down, you know, just how everything finished, you know, so it was kind of a sense like, yo, man, let me get myself together before I come in here acting a fool. <laughs> let me get my situation together before I come in here acting a fool. That's how I always perceived it. Now, maturity, as we've gotten older, now you start to look at things differently, how you can still be part of a situation and not be thinking about self. But no, honestly, in your midst, yeah. In your early twenties, you ain't trying to get none of that shit, man. You just trying to do what you got to do. And, gotta do. <laughs> and then when you got a kid, when you got a kid, you just like, all right, how can I do this to make put this in position? You got a mind. My, my my mindset is now I'm a father. I have a I have a family. I got a wife. I'm a provider. So I got to figure out the best way to provide for my family. Keep this in order first. If we ain't in order, I ain't coming out the house. That's just <laughs> that's my. Mentality. I don't. It's, it's even because it's, it's to the point where like like where you're at now like yeah. no offense they can get rid of you tomorrow if they want to absolutely and you, you you're taking your son out of school you're taking your kids like your wife might have a, might have a job or a little network there gone yeah. goodbye F figure it out then you go back to the states do i bring y'all all y'all back with me for my next job do i even get a job do i keep right. like it's so much insecurity i would say there's the biggest there's no foundation like an nba like I don't care. You tear both ACLs at the same time. Like if you had a guaranteed contract, you're getting it. Like 
Well, I will tell you this. I have smartened up. And in my last three years, I have no cut clauses in my contract. So you can't cut me. Ooh, <laughs> nice. You got a good, you got that good agent. <laughs> so listen. But, but, I, no, but you had to earn that though. You had to earn that. You have to earn that. You have to earn that. And you have to be in a situation. That's crazy. You know, so in that, America, you're given that. You're given that in America. Yeah, you are given that. You are given that. Not everybody puts that in their contract. So all you people that are going to listen to this that are former athletes, that are athletes, try to get that in your contract. Everything is negotiable. Everything is negotiable. Or just be the number one draft pick if you want. True. <laughs> you know, so, it, you oh, know. Man. But no, that's real, man. So, I mean, just to go back yeah. on things. Like, so, you got into training heavy and you you, you gained serious passion for training. Heavy, yeah. And it was, it was just strength and conditioning. And then I got a lot of basketball athletes and they're like, can you do the skill work? And I thought that was really cliche. I didn't want to do it. I was like, I don't want to be the ex-pro, ex-college guy who plays, trains players. I thought that I wanted to have a little bit of uh, more respect. I, I needed to study to be a to, to be a strength coach. And like, I wanted, to, I wanted to be like my, I want to be a collegiate level strength coach. So I, I was willing to put in the, the dedication and the study to do that. Um, and then it just, didn't happen like that and I am staying in like the high school sector and I did end up getting a job at the uh, one of the community colleges around here doing the strength coach job there so I was doing volleyball baseball soccer um and so I quit and I was like after like four or five years I was I told my wife I was like this is just not for me and she supported it um of course there was that like that big career change like even though the, the insecurity of it's like it's because it's so funny because like there is so much insecurity about overseas money and European, but you know how it feels in July, June when the the contracts come in. It's like whoa, that's good money. Right. And and you and I both know it can be late and whatever, whatever. But on paper it looks good, and it's like okay, you're gonna give that up to trade something. That you, it's literally. And in a day, like you wake up tomorrow, like mm -hmm. right now, of course you have to work, but you, you, uh, um, know who's paying you tomorrow. You know who, right. where the money's coming from. Like for me, it's different. Entrepreneurship is different. It's like you have to, you're hunting every single day. Right. Every day. You, know, you, had, you had a good month. So what? <laughs> you, can, you have to do it all over again. Like you right. paid rent. Great. Good job. You paid rent on time. And it's uh, it's that never-ending, and so I guess <clears throat> I've never really, you never get that security with that, and it's finally starting to come to that now. I would say, and that's start with one kid a day to one kid every hour to three kids every hour to hiring somebody so I could do two classes at once. So now there's I have four I have four employees here now. Um, I it's about 800 kids in the program, and we're. We're expanding and going to Bethesda, about 14,000 square feet. And I'm super excited about that. Um, I feel like it's gonna, we're gonna reach so many kids, man. so many kids, and like that, and to bring it all the way back to the beginning, that Bullis I270, like those leagues, those Butler leagues, like I'm gonna be able to provide that experience for these kids. And, like I'm right. designing it, the court on purpose. I'm gonna, like I'm not gonna have a lot of uh, floor seating. It's gonna be standing room. Some part of the gym. I want that street ball, like, like, like Sunday championship environment. I want <clears throat> you saying you have there's moments in your basketball career, like you know, there's always like two or three gyms, maybe less, that like your formative years, 
like 12 through 17 that you built your game in. Yeah. That's the gym I got better at. Like, that's right. a lot of my kids. And for Montgomery County, I want that, my gym to do that for these kids. So right. That's uh, where I'm at with it now, man. Man, that's amazing. I would love to. <clears throat> that's amazing. Like, I wanted to be, uh, yeah, man, as long as you play, you got a, you got a free home base. Lift, oh, man. Shoot. That's great, man. So so I want people to understand, Julian Vaughn has built this from the ground up. And he had a plan, he had a plan for himself, and ProFit training is now expanding. You know, and that's something that is important to me to as a as a guy that has been true to the game, has been true to his craft, has been true to himself and his family. I know your family. I know your. I hope, I hope everybody's good. I see you got your brother involved. Man, we're blessed, man. This year has been crazy with, uh, yeah. just with COVID too, man. Like, yeah. That was, bro, March, April. Yeah, crazy, man. Oh yeah. my God. Like the whole applying for grant money process and just how it, all, just being a small business owner, anyone who went through that very like tumultuous and like scary time, but like there's some industries that are just poised to do well. They can keep and like be okay. Like, I don't know, it's as simple as video game industries or home delivery or whatever. Right. Like, I feel like we're we're gonna be we're gonna be okay in the new world. Right. But yeah, yeah, we're masked and all that stuff, but it's been we're really blessed. So, as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, what has been some of your biggest hurdles as an entrepreneur in this in your journey? What's been some of the different, most difficult things about being, you know, starting your journey and creating your 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 career? <clears throat> Um, being comfortable being uncomfortable mm. security um, I feel like as an adult I've never really had that uh, even you, you have never really had true security like job, yeah. true job security Yeah, it's, it's always like back here and I think it's even more so now cho- purposely choosing to have no security Right. Being an entrepreneur. Right. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with I learn learning especially you'll learn like like when you when you start your stuff that you're gonna have absent it's not gonna be this. This process here, I couldn't I couldn't get it. It took me like two years to get it. I couldn't understand why I couldn't keep going up. And when things are down, I would be so like worried and nervous and anxious. And then things would turn around. And I'd be like, "Oh, it's great! I fixed it. I'm awesome! I'm so smart." Right. This, is, this is life. This is, this is this is how it's just this is seasonal stuff. This is seasonal trends. And once I started learning, my once I started learning myself in business, and I'm not gonna always have it right the first time. And that was a big thing. It's a big lesson too. Because you don't have security, there is a ticking clock under your head to figure it out as fast as possible. If you don't figure it out, you're not going to eat. Right. You're not going to be able to pay the bills <clears> and all that stuff. So, and especially gets, and it got more stressful for me when I had payroll involved because people were literally depending on me. Right. Me to, 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 to do well so they, I can pay them a check they're supposed to get. Right. Um, so they can feed their families. So I, I can't make any mistakes here. And I think that was the one of the biggest lessons as well. Like, uh, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not. I'm gonna overlook something. I'm gonna forget, and it's okay because they can fix it later. And like, I think it was just the pressure of being perfect first time. Right. That's the biggest thing. 
and but I would say relationships, man. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's yeah, relationships are vital. I mean, any 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 business, any field, any field, any it doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> especially like, I would love to like connect with you more and like hear your thoughts on your team and what you want to do with your basketball stuff. Oh, we're definitely going to communicate. We got some I stuff. Too. We got something to talk about, but I, so I want to say this, like, <clears throat> it's funny how you mentioned it. And, and I think it's, and it's very, I agree hundred percent. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable because I look at myself as an entrepreneur because yeah. I'm an independent contractor. My, my, con- I, I am an independent. I, you want to consult with me for a year. You need my services for a year. Then I'm going to go to the next spot. That's how the job has been. And there's a lot of ebbs and flows in that. Throughout my 10 years, oh my gosh, it's been so many ups and downs. You think you got it. You think you figured it out. Then this happens. Then you think you figured it out. You come, oh shit, I got out of this. Then it, this happens. Oh shit, <laughs> then this happens. Like it's, it's I can, I, I understand exactly what you're saying in my field. You know what I'm saying? I'm still playing professional basketball because as an overseas professional basketball player, you are an entrepreneur. And the quicker that you can understand that, the quicker you can find out your role and what's best and what's fit for you. You know, um, I think that's important. That that was that lesson you just said. I learned playing too. Like I, I I'm sure you've had a relationship with a coach that you thought you guys were thick as thieves, cool yep. as hell. Connection was a one, and then one day it's not. Yep. And you feel like he's gonna, you, he's bringing in another dude your position, you know, right. paying as much for, for no, for what, 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 what he refused. Right. You're doubting your own ability to make the money. And like, right. I think that that's when that's what the, 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 the low points come and you're, you're thinking, well, I, I, I'm gonna leave too then and screw this. And even though, right. great last month, great, right. great. Right. You're, if you had three games in a row over 15 points, like, you're winning, right. like everything's great and then you have that one you lose in the road by 40 you play horrible and it's that long road back yeah <laughs> right yeah so please god play if it's one game a week oh gosh you got it it's like die. it's that's like every it's like an ncaa tournament game every week and that's what i'm going through right now but that's a whole nother Every week, yeah. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. As, as long as you, if you, losing two in a row, playing one game a week is torture. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, it's, it's torture. It's torture if you are not able to put everything in a place. You know what I'm saying? I think I think that's another thing that you start to realize, and I think why you've been successful, why you why you're turning the corners, that you know you can't control everything that happens there's going to be shit that messes up and you got to figure out a way to fix it and it, when you can't fix it at that moment you got to let it go to, for a minute and then get back onto it it's you 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 know so for me as a professional basketball player i figured out that listen you're going to lose games you're going to lose games people are going to think that you're the greatest player in the world last week and then next week this week you may have a bad game you may miss a couple of shots and they're going to say the worst play again. You cannot let that dictate how you are mentally or physically. You can't let that consume you. You know what I'm saying? Because if you let that consume you, then it's a wrap. 
you know, then they win. It's, That's part of the game. The most important thing, the most important lesson to learn, and it's the easiest, not you personally, Chris, the yeah, easiest yeah. thing to say, but is the hardest thing to really, the guys who really learn how to stay in the moment and yes. truly are so secure in themselves, they don't need external validation or external, like, uh, hate, literally doesn't do anything for you. I think even the, yeah. the guys who are really good, when you tell them how good they are, it doesn't mean anything. No. Because they have a set of principles. They, they know. I, I know. Yes. It's like yeah, it's you have a set of principles that you are, are, are trained and you've understood this is your routine. This is what you know that you have to go through. Now, this is a question I had to ask you because I'm not there yet. I mean, I'm not at that level what you're doing. Now, how does it feel? How does it feel to... You know you got to pay people. They're on your payroll. <laughs> you know, so how? What's the feeling of that? Like, you know, what's your thing going through when that? Well, you know, you're responsible for this person's livelihood in some sense of degree. No, it's not. No, some sense of degree. It's especially when I know for full fact that like their only job is working with me. Then yeah, it, it is that. Uh, I definitely didn't come into it knowing everything i had to read books i had to learn how to manage people i had to take management or read some management books I had to read some uh, payroll books to learn how to do it the right way um the the first thing i think it's just two things it's it's a black and white there's boundaries and expectations with the that you uh you lay out for them in a management style but also knowing that when they give you what you want, you're able to grow the business off them. And, right. not, and then that once I once I was able to learn not to over leverage myself, and I can I promise to pay them what I know I can pay them. Um, it really isn't that bad because it becomes a part. It's a true partnership. Like you, like you, we're all in this together. You doing your job, like literally their only job is training. I put in front of them, and like I I'm too busy now to be on the floor. I don't train as much anymore. I'm not really out there. Like they have to be extensions of me. They have to be better than me. Right. They have to be high, like and like there. But like the tra- the the, little, the the business is called bas- profit basketball training. Like if the training sucks, no one's gonna come here. Right. And they 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 are the business really now. And I tell I tell them that they're the face of the business. Like they like kids come in like they're coming for them. They're coming for Justin. They're coming for Christian. They're coming for Jr. They're not coming for me. Right. And they ask to come back to see them. So they are, in a sense, feeding themselves. I'm like, you do your own, you do your job the right way. The clientele comes back. Right. And the clientele comes back. And then, I mean, you eat, I eat, every, and I, I take care for you. So every, so I think it's it's not as bad. I, I don't feel the pressure. Cause it's not like a 500 employee company. It's a very small four or five people um, staff, five person staff. But I, the environment is very family oriented and culture first, um, and I will, I work my butt off to make sure those guys will have it because there is a, that extra light of pressure for sure. Yeah, so and like the most, embarrass- most embarrassing things say you have to pay someone less. Right. So, has there been times where you've had to, and I hope your employees aren't. Well, I hope they COVID. do. COVID, bro. COVID, what? I, 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 everybody go. That was that was the toughest conversation ever to tell them that like. We're closed by the state. I, if I continue to pay you at the rate we're paying you to not work, 
we will be out of the you'll be the gym will be under before 2021 is over right or 2020 right. um i have to stop i can't pay anymore and i don't know when i can pay you again because i don't know when i'm gonna be open again and right. when we open again I don't, I don't know if the clients will come back because they're nervous right. and right. um and they i tell them they had to file an appointment um they i wasn't sure if i was gonna be able to bring bring any of them back um luckily we got we got lucky and i was able to um but i have been in a position really really early on i overleveraged myself and i had to have a really hard conversation right. uh, the biggest thing bosses can do the biggest thing you can do is be vulnerable right and i think if you are honest own that even though there is a boss owner employee relationship to acknowledge your human being i messed up here this is why i messed up here i said i could do this i cannot i would right. rather do this i'd rather do a that than let you go and not have you here at all right and i value you and that's the company we had and uh, we had a relationship he's still gone and now we're way past that and he's making more than previous before so right. he, he stuck with me through the hard times that was a hard time for, right. for us uh, right. and uh, but it's so fun so it's this is just mutual respect and i think that's the biggest thing i can you say you're not there yet being being vulnerable i said the biggest thing i've learned you know what in sports a lot of times because me and you are both kind of in the backgrounds in the sense that we were not we're not street kids. We didn't have to grow up in that type of environment where we had to fend for self at a very young age. We had parents that were supportive of us in our endeavors and all this stuff. So a lot of our lessons as kids growing up came from the sports that we played or the, you know, the, the, the environments that we in athletically or in school and stuff like that. I've said this many times. So for me, Hearing you say this, it, it it directly relates to a coach. When you hear a coach say, "That's my bad," I, I I'll take the blame for that. That gives you a sense of tranquility. That gives you a sense of peace. Like, yeah. right, I hear you. All right, let's let's work on this. How can we get past? A little it? more respect. A little more respect. More respect. It gives you a sense of like, okay, yeah, you fucked this up. Don't fuck it up again. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like, okay, that lets me know that we're in this together. And it's and it's good. yes, we're in this together and we can figure this out together. So I think the same format that you go through in sports is very can translate to any type of uh, field because it's the same thing, man. You're gonna you think you'll be successful because you yeah. you do you stink. Right. So pro fit basketball training is growing similar, very, very similar. Yeah, so pro fit basketball training is growing tremendously. We are very proud of you. We want to support you as much as we possibly can over here at, at Dog Talk Podcast because we are our own business as well, you know. And this is something, having, you, know? you know. And this, I, I think, yes. yeah. I love that you started doing this too, by the way. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little, a little nervous to be following Grievous, but it's not <laughs> to be on. Grievous was a great interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he made me want to go work out, man. Yo, Gravis, you got that. <laughs> yeah, Gravis has that contagious, you know, energy about him that makes you want to gravitate to him. You know, and I think that, but the same, I, I feel this about this conversation because it gives you a different perspective. 
and it, it gives you a different perspective on athletes, on on the different avenues. And you are us, you you family, you are a brother. Yeah. And so to yeah. see doing your thing and to see what you're doing and being able to promote you and and understand what you're doing and how you're being successful after the game of basketball is is awesome, man. Blessing. It's a blessing for me to sit here and, and talk to you about it. You know, that's some God level stuff to me. That's that's some serious shit. You know, because a lot of people, when we transition to the next phase, we have no clue how to figure it out because we've been catered to so much as a, as a, as a, I don't realize that. I don't realize how much you don't do anything for yourself. No, no. Even like buying a car, I was like sweating bullets. I had no no idea what I was doing. Yeah. You don't know how to do it. You don't know how to fill out nothing. You don't know how to do anything. Checks. Checks, nothing. Taxes. You don't know how to do nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't know what you're doing. You're like frightened to do all that stuff. And when people talk yeah. about that stuff, you shy away from that conversation. You know, that's yeah, because you don't want to that's how I thought that was Georgetown one-on-one for me, bro. Like I will feel I'll be in a class of 40 people, pre- presentations are going on, and everyone's on the phone, they sleep in, they're on the computers. But when it's our turn to presentate, <laughs> to present, yeah. uh, everybody's like, phones down. Yeah, <laughs> what he got to say? <laughs> they want they want to see if you're smart. They want to see right. if you can talk. And there's right. more pressure. You have to work harder. And, you know, yeah, and it's fine. Like, I'm, I, 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 I welcome it. Like I understand why. Yeah. But there is like Georgetown. Like you, you can't skate. Like some school. Like, some, of my, some of my friends. Oh my god, the story they're telling me about school. And they, oh they, they, god, the classes they be taking and stuff. Like, come on. Yeah. Like you take um, bowling. Like. Well, <laughs> well I, at Florida State, I took coaching. What is that? You learn how to be a coach. You learn how to make practice plans. You learn how to do drills that are effective. And well, that's cool. That are it for a college education class? Bro. <laughs> that's a state school. That's, that's a state school. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. Like, I mean, I took it. I was happy. It was me. And like thirteen other basketball football players, all dreadheads. Right. All, all, everyone had their sidekicks like this here. <laughs> and uh, nah, but uh, hey, bro, I I got four percent battery. I'm gonna die. Okay, man. Well, one, I appreciate you coming on here, man. This was great. I think we had great conversation. I would love to. Anytime you're more than welcome to come back on here to talk about whatever and. We are going to connect yeah, in the very, very near future because we got some things that Let's we do. need to line up. You know, yeah, so man. I appreciate Thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, yeah, man, Thank you. keep pushing.